A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. to throw down toward the goal line going up ball tipped in the air touchdown Jordan Westerkamp Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest oh baby Austin far side back to throw is Martinez now being chased throws it out a flat Burkhead makes a catch sets a tackle 25-20 15-10-5 Rex Burkhead touchdown Nebraska That's what we're talking about. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us here on Church of the Corn. We are, we're, this is the podcast, this isn't the radio version. Joined by my guy, Drake. Drake, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm okay. The reason I said that is because I'm going to swear really early in this. Okay. Uh, well, so I wanted to be aware. If if I decide to let Fitz draft my fantasy team tonight, I'll probably swear a lot too. Yeah, because it's going to fucking suck. Anyway, speaking of that guy that we uh, can't get rid of, how are you, Fitz? Well, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I've uh, I've got the play sheet in front of me. I've taken over hosting duties, and we're uh, we're ready to go. Did you know? That's not even a real office behind you. Isn't that, isn't that what happened in the Husker game? Too soon? I don't even know who you are anymore. I, w- I wish I could reach to this computer and bitch slap you right now. Oh, I would slap the shit out of Fitz right now. Dude, anyway, we're sitting, we're all sitting together. Bring it. We are not <laughs> sitting together. Um, Drake, Drake is literally sitting on your lap right now. I don't understand the problem. You shut your mouth. Don't tell everybody my secrets. All right. So is this how it is when we, we finally win a game after 336 days? They're, the congregation is going crazy. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, there's, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Uh, it was a dog fight for three quarters. 
but Nebraska did something it hasn't done. Pulled out a fucking win in the fourth quarter. We're bearing the lead. Yeah, there you go. Huskers um, win. Huskers win. Let's let's just call it what it is. At this point, it, you just needed a win. It didn't matter if it was by 30 points or one point. I called 28-24. So I thought it was going to be a lot closer than it was. Well, let's just let's just ask this right off the top. Is 38-17 on paper? Is that more appealing? Does that look better than um seven to three? I'm just let's just put that out there. Two safeties and a field goal. Shot up Hawkeye fans. I mean, yeah, it does look a lot better, obviously. And then you could compare the teams. I I don't care. They're both teams should have manhandled both teams. I think uh Iowa struggled offensively and i think that's an understatement but we knew they would defensively they're good we knew they would be i don't think we knew they'd be that shitty offensively though even first game i did i did i've said it forever spencer petrus is the worst quarterback in the conference zach said he was better than sean clifford suck my ground for this exact reason well i I don't like how you attacked me just now yeah, like, I, don't, I really not, don't appreciate that. I'm not a fan of the uh, suggestion <laughs> that you wanted Brian Ferentz around. I think that's just hatred. But I'll tell you what, though, that Penn State-Purdue uh, game on Thursday was a lot of fun. Um, it was something. You know, it was. And, Sean it's Clifford's like, still not a good quarterback. No. And the fact of the matter is when James Franklin says it at the – on-field interviews like yeah he was fighting through some cramps and stuff like that okay whatever you want to do to make make your quarterback feel better about himself but talk about mismanaged games over the course of time and like let's say the last two seasons like Brome for Purdue that game was completely what do they say a monkey fucking a football I think that's kind of what he was doing there yeah, if they had a run game the last couple seasons, I don't know how many more games they would have won considering they just won nine last year. Yeah. So if they had a run game, yeah, I think they'd, they'd be a lot better off. But I don't feel like they're they're not even dating a run game. They're not even <laughs> casually seeing one at this point. Now, all right. I, they, haven't I, even, they haven't even given a note that has a, a yes or a no box on it. They swiped like left it. on Twitter that's, <laughs> or on Tinder. That's what they did. What I'm, Sorry, young, young Drake, go ahead. What I was going to say is, uh, obviously, we expect Iowa to be better, um, 100%. I don't think Spencer Petrus is as bad as I said. I just really wanted to rub it in Zach's face that Spencer Petrus looked putrid. And uh, Sean Clifford pulled out a big win. So, uh, overall, I think Iowa gets better. I do love that they keep Brian Ferentz on staff because that offense is so vanilla. And if we ever learn how to stop the run game, we'll be pretty good against Iowa, at least. Yeah. Uh, we got we to get there. the run game is not, does not seem to be a strong suit right now. Well, let's just, let's just jump into that. Let's start talking about the defense. I thought, and I feel as a. As, let's, hear, as, let's hear your uh, expert opinion as a soccer fan. Communist I was gonna say, football. I was going to say, as church leaders, I think we were football all day Americana fairly, is what we're talking about. Fitz fairly confident on the defense to actually carry the team this season. I think 
the the news that we were getting, the players that we've talked to, it seemed like that was going to be a little bit better. Um, Shenander had had kind of been trending up. We 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 have trust in this. We thought we had trust in the secondary. I just I don't understand why the run game defending right now is is where it is. And is it solely missed tackles? Is it no push on the front? I don't. I mean, that's my thing right now. I I thought that they were going to be better up front. I thought they're going to be more stout. And by holding up some guys, filling in those gaps, I thought our linebackers were going to become be able to come in and make more plays than they are. Well, they had a shit ton of trouble on Saturday with that run game because it was a misdirection-based run game. And that line, it, it was a zone run. So yeah. the the um, line just got washed away, which made it very tough for the linebackers to fill in. And that's why I literally told my wife, I think it was in the fourth quarter, that it's when they ripped off that giant like 63-yard run. I go, well, watch this, because what they're going to do is they're going to keep flowing that way. He's going to come off. He's going to bend one foot in the ground and go. And that's exactly what happened. They had the exact same play call in the first in the first half. And I'm going to credit Sam McKeon, McEwen, excuse me, from the Omaha World Herald. He, he tweeted this and he showed the first quarter, first half play, second half play. And it was the same run play from North Dakota, but it was also the same blitz that the Huskers called and the exact same result, except the second half run was a, was a lot longer, got him down with inside the 10, right? I it mean, must have been the one where they cut that. That yeah, it was the backside yeah. run where they. But I think it was a, a missed tackle by Nelson, and our, then I think it. I think Hausman may have gotten picked up as well, but that's what it left it wide open for Buford to make the tackle inside the five. How about yeah, Hausman getting? Uh, the, how about Hausman getting the start though too? Can we give him a bump? Yeah, I was I was kind of shocked that he would. Sorry, um, I thought it had been no, Ativa Malga Clemens ahead of uh, Hausman just because he's been there a little bit longer. But we all heard about how high Rude was on him. Yeah. I think it's awesome that he got the start. Doing it against a team that was the running the misdirection, I think it's it's, it's going to get him to maybe have to trust his eyes a little bit more on what he's seeing on film. Mm-hmm. But he's also a, tr- a freshman again. Yeah. I was going to say, yesterday a lot, I mean, I don't like calling guys out, but uh, Luke Reimers I saw uh, several times. Um, and then also not really a linebacker, more of a nickel safety, Isaac Gifford. Both of those guys appeared at times to be over-pursuing frequently and then not making the tackle that that we expect them to make. Um, See, I thought the opposite of Gifford. I think I thought he made a lot more um, open field tackles than, than we, we've seen last week. A lot of those ones that were missed by maybe a Kolarvik. Uh, I think Gifford potentially. Was now, keep in mind, I didn't see most of the first half. Okay, I, on, I only saw the second half and like the last five minutes, where we idiotically called three timeouts on that last drive as they were marching down the field. Um, the guy that I was impressed with in that nickel spot was Phelan Sanford. Phelan Sanford had a huge tackle in a very important moment. And I think that earned him a lot more snaps going forward. Was that was that the one that got him that was ended up being was that a third down play or that third down play? So it was it was a third down play that yeah. forced upon. And he yeah. And it Track was a pa- I think it was a pass and he and he tackled yeah. the guy like uh, two yards short. Yep. The guy credit to Phelan because that guy put a move on him. Um and he had kind of over pursued after the catch and he stuck with it and was able to make the play. 
I, I thought after he put, hit the brakes and turned back upfield the other direction, he was, he was getting it. And Phelan Sanford made a hell of a play. Well, and not to – I'm going to kind of take this conversation another direction. So when he gets up, because you can't quite tell right away, he gets up and you turn around and you see Sanford on the jersey. I was surprised that was he was in there, right, mm-hmm. making that play at that time, which kind of goes to a bigger conversation of guys that are playing that I didn't imagine maybe seeing the field as frequently as they are right now and guys that aren't playing – not seeing the field and posting pictures of dogs in jail. So like, this is, this is where we're in the fifth season and I've been adamant about, you know, a guy that, that runs off, you know, 102 yards one week and then we don't see him the next week, a guy that really plays well. And you can tell me scheme, you can tell me what's the game plan. We're not a a dude is a dude, but still the fact that, are you telling me that let's just call it what is a Ramir Johnson isn't good enough to to get in and, and play a few plays um a I'm, I'm surprised you know aj allen good for him we didn't i don't know how many plays he had if any right i mean he had, but, he had nine carries but where's you know all these earnest you know all those just different different guys i don't know what are you guys is there something that you guys are seeing is this is this the just the continuous repetition of not knowing is it the coaches, you know, I, I go back to, and I'm starting to almost kind of see a little bit of, of that frustration from the fans and in both sides of this, but that whole point when Frost came in of no fear of failure, right. But are the, is the, is he afraid of failure? Is he putting those guys in the place in a position to fail? But if they're failing at hundred percent, something good might happen. I don't know. I, I, I think um, right now that's my biggest question mark right now is what's this team going to be in two weeks based on the guys that are playing? Yeah. So again, I'm not a huge fan of, of us calling out players. Right. Uh, but there, there's a guy uh, on this team and last year and, and so far two games this year, I throw my hands up. Why, why is he on the field? And you guys all know who I'm talking about. Um, wide receiver, last play of the game, last series of the game last week. Special teams gaff this week. Uh, great kid, nothing against him, but continuous big time mistakes and still sees the field when there's a guy like Ramir who has shown success on the field, hasn't been out there. I, there's just personnel questions and, and you know, if, if the guy that I'm talking about is doing the right things and earning his playing time, great. Then we have to do something to keep him from making those, those big time mistakes. Um, but there's, there's just something out there in, in terms of personnel decisions that is driving me nuts. It's uh, it's interesting what what we've kind of seen the last couple weeks in certain rooms. Um, I would say the wide receiver room, tight end room, running back room. Um, you mean the offense? Uh, yeah, um, just kind of what we're seeing with players that have touched the field. Defensively, I'm not too shocked at, at anyone that's touched the field. A lot of the guys that they talked about preseason have seen the field. I mean – 
Phelan Sanford being out there and in, in an important that series, I guess like that that surprising. was kind of a shock, but they were high on him in the offseason and metrically he he did test really well, so he should be a guy that is an athlete that you should be able to get mm-hmm. playtime to. But now, I mean, Chris Hickman not getting targets, uh, Ramirez not getting touches. I can see the Hickman one because I just don't think he can put on the size to get onto the field or where they want him to be without coming across the middle and taking a shot from a linebacker and cracking some ribs. So I just think his is he just can't get he can't get but the way. I mean, on. he was out there all day yesterday blocking. That that's my question. Like Chancellor Brewington. Brewington, that's one I thought he'd get a little bit more um, in the passing game. I don't know if they trust the tight end room behind Vocalek, though, and that's kind of what I said, I think, yesterday on the radio, is there are four like very distinct levels. you got Vocalek right. very high in, in one. Fedoni, if he was healthy, I think would be your two. But then after that, you've got your giant gap, and then that's your, your mm-hmm. three, four, five guys. Yeah. What if... What if the, let's say it wasn't Frost, right? Let's say it was a different coach and the different coach had a, an offensive coordinator the last three or four years, that offensive coordinator just didn't work out and they brought in Whipple and Whipple had full autonomy to run what he wants to run. Does it look different? I mean, I'm not, I, I have no idea right now. And this obviously goes to the to the question of who was calling, who was doing what in the second half. We understand what offensive coordinator can mean in some in certain situations, but I I believe Whipple's the play caller. There was obviously some some, but I'm just wondering, like, if Whipple knew in the back of his mind, like, I'm going to call this this entire game, so I know what I know that play seven is going to eventually set up play nine. I know that this second down call is going to set up this third down call based on the result of that. I'm feeling more confident in that, but you know, and then if he knows the guys that he needs in there, so be it. I'm going to trust that. I just don't know what's going on. I, I, and you said it though, the guy, like, why is this guy out here? If he can't do this and this, are you just putting a guy in just to put a guy in? And that's, that's the, the player, that we're not naming on offense, there's got to be guys and it goes, but this has been the whole thing for the last five years, a guy that supposedly doesn't practice well over the weekend or over the week, but is a far better athlete, far better skill set, but just had a couple, are you kidding me? You can't put him in the game. And it's, you know, I don't know, Zach, was it you? Did you tweet something about game is greater than practice or whatever it was? Just somebody did that, and it was a bunch of greater than signs. But that's it. Like, if you know a dude can play, let him play. And look at Anthony Grant. I know I'm going on a rant right now. I'm going – I'm essentially going on a long Anthony Grant I can't wait for you to talk about Grant because that means I was right. Hey, you know what, though? The dude – I'm going to give you your kudos, but we all said it. And and he is – But I was first. (laughs) out of shape he had three months off they're not getting the they're not getting the work they're not getting the program coming out of juco to go and but he he eventually got it back right he's a dude and the fact of the matter is that there were times last week that he wasn't getting those touches when when they needed if they needed seven he's going to get you nine if they need three he's going to get you five whatever or he's going to get you 35 mm-hmm. i just i can't let let i also don't want him with 80 carries in the first three games let, no, let the dudes but, be dudes, though. 
Yes, let your guys. I, I'm sorry. And they have. He set the re- yardage record in the first two games. But re- but receivers, right? Every every position. Let the guys like. Have they unleashed O'Shawn Mathis and and Nelson yet? Like legitimately, have they just said go hunt? And I don't know. I just don't feel like it. It's still very. It doesn't. It doesn't it's look still, like that. No, they and you've got guys and you you talk you talk you talk you brought this guy. You bring this guy in to do a job. Let him do his job. If he can, if he can build you the biggest skyscraper, you don't bring him in, and he's now just hammering drywall on first floor. No, but Let you're him. letting him be a complete outside linebacker, edge rusher, though. He's going to have to play the run. He can't just rush well, every time. Well, I understand, right. but but what what have we seen? We saw you you brought up those two plays that North Dakota had their biggest gains on. Those were blitzes from the second, right? The, 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 the middle level. It wasn't, there's no, I don't know. I. Okay. So while, while we're talking about defense, I, I had a question for you guys here. I, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine who coaches high school, but he's only played on the offensive side of the ball. So neither of us really know. And obviously we're not in team meetings late in the game after second half, we get both sacks, right? We get our Garrett Nelson strip sack and then O'Shawn gets his sack. Late in the game, O'Shawn's playing strong side, playing to the quarterback strong side. So this quarterback can see him coming. It looks like to me either he is taking way too deep and wide of a path to the quarterback or our tackle on his side is not creating enough push because there's a ton of space for quarterback to step up and then roll right. And there's got to be a disconnect between one of the two because three or four times late in the second half, Mathis just barely misses a sack, but then there's just nothing but wide open room. Well, what's going on, everybody? Zach from Church of the Corn here, just doing a, another commercial for Manscaped. Fabulous products for males as well as females. So don't worry, ladies, you're included here. Uh, a couple of things I just recently purchased from them were the body wash and the deodorant body wash fabulous um smells great got a lotion after after fill to it which is awesome and then the deodorant smells great as well smells like you're putting on cologne and lasts all day uh from someone that sweats a lot it is phenomenal uh don't forget the lawnmower 4.0 is absolutely awesome as well um the weed whacker for the nose trimming is great manscaped has plenty of great products so do yourself a favor capitalize on the church of the corn partnership with them by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code corn church for 20 percent off and expedited shipping so go up there spoil yourselves and uh let them know the boys from church of the corn sent you Well, there's a few different things that, that can be. So if that tackle, basically what he could be doing is rushing deeper to get that tackle to set, to set an inside move up. Mm-hmm. So that could be what he was doing, um, which is why you see that big window open up. Because then that's when you just either swim inside, uh, do a spin move, something to get back inside because you're basically getting that tackle to be on his heels instead of his toes. Yeah, well, and, and it also but he's going, he's going right around this tackle too but it forces does that philosophically does that force the quarterback to step up 
thinking that they're going to have the push from the middle, which unfortunately I don't think they're getting what they the, And that that's my question. Are we yeah. missing are we missing the push from the tackle or are we taking bad routes from the edge? No, I just don't think we're able we're getting the push from, from the, the tackle. tackles. And that's but kind of where I sit. Well, it's also never is, been a a huge pressure defense. It's always been built on bend but don't break. Right. Mathis Mathis's sack was the he got he got around his guy and there was enough internal push that when the quarterback turned back, I think to what would have been away from Mathis, he essentially kind of turned into his own lineman, turned into our interior, and yeah. then Mathis was able to get the sack. It was a great individual play, mm-hmm. and there was already somebody there kind of reaching and grabbing it you know i'm going to just take a guess it was robinson the way you know he was doing a really good job and had more i think he had 38 plays compared to the next closest defender maybe had 28 right the next interior lineman but that that push it was it was a pocket collapsing plus then you take into account everything else he didn't have anywhere to go with the ball and it was quicker and then and then mathis got the sack which, you know, it's good for him. Great. You know, but those are the types. That's what I'm waiting to see, though, is that and it was a obviously it was fourth quarter before the game kind of got comfortable. Right. They had to ended up with a 21 point win, but they they've never they just it's weird. I don't know if there's a, a lack of trust, but a third and seven, a third and nine, you would think that you would just say, all right, from what we know and what we've seen over the years, like, hey, this is your guys' time to work, and we're just not seeing it. There's, I don't know if it's a, I don't know what it is. It's got to be on the, it's got to be the play calling. But like, let these dudes go. Like, well, just, there was a couple of plays too, Fitz, that I I went crazy about in the second half where our our defensive line did create pressure, but that quarterback made one change of direction and two defensive linemen fell down. And there was one play where those guys fell down three or four times. Our, I I asked the question. I put, do they not have the right spikes in? Because it was like a third and 17 and the quarterback, you know, I think he probably covered 20 yards side to side change in direction, but we had pressure and we just kept falling down. You ever seen him do this 330 pounds run? It does not yes. look pretty. No, I, I understand just drinks that. Prom date. <laughs> I understand that. I'm just saying like, if, if you send one backer with those guys, that sack's made, and we're not giving up that third and 17. Those guys created pressure, but I don't know if you guys caught this. Uh, North Dakota was often keeping six in to block and running routes with less guys. In fact, there was one um, Twitter account. What does the film say? They had eight guys staying to block on a play action. They missed the pass, but eight guys into block and we still almost gave up a huge play. I think uh, Marquez Buford, I think he got beat pretty good on the double move on the back end. We didn't, we didn't fall for the play action. It's just, they had nine guys blocking and we got beat on the double move. Well, and it's that type of stuff. And North Dakota came in with the, with the uh, propensity to gadget plays, trickery, right. Um, moving the quarterback, doing these things, maybe bringing in the running quarterback. At some point in time, they brought in Andre the Giant to maybe run a a quarterback sneak, the big, whatever it is, stuff like that. But you've got to, I'm just, 
maybe I'm tired of us adjusting to what we think is going to happen instead of dictating what's going to happen, right? I don't, That's exactly the, what I the, said to Zach on the When's on the, the last radio. time? When's the last time that the Huskers have played on their front foot? Everything's a wait and see. Everything's a, well, let's adjust instead of let's make them adjust, right? It goes, mm-hmm. you know, we all we all criticize it now, but it's the, hey, we want the, the Big Ten's going to have to adjust to us, but we haven't gone in. How many times have we seen it where other teams feel like they know what the Huskers are going to do on both sides of the ball? Yeah. I, I, that's, I mean, you throw your hands up sometimes, and yes, did they get the win? Yes. Did they win by 21? Yes, but should have it. Should have it been that close at halftime? No, absolutely no. not. No. I mean, you at some point in time, athleticism, recruiting, ability, skills, whatever you want to call it, has to outweigh what somebody else is pulling up in their bus and walking onto the field. And I, I, I don't know what it is right now. I am like I am scared to death right now of Oklahoma. Because I mean, they've got they've got guys that can play. We know that they've got more five stars than we do. They've yeah, got and, a bet. And I, I they just, let those they let their dudes be dudes. Like that's the thing that has driven me crazy about this about this regime. You know, because we have a whole new offensive staff. Just let your guys go out and be guys. We have the talent to go play man to man coverage. We have to change the overall defensive philosophy, in my opinion, to be more competitive. Zach, you were in the stadium yesterday. What was the overall feel like? Uh, did did people walk out feeling happy, or were they as pissed as Twitter seemed to be? I don't know. There's some stupid motherfuckers in that stadium. <laughs> Jesus okay, fucking no, Christ! No. Take yourself out of that out of that conversation. What was there the are some of the, of the dumbest <laughs> fucking people I've ever interacted with in that fucking stadium. This fan base is filled with some of the dumbest fucking people I've ever talked to. If you're going to talk shit, at least be knowledgeable about the fucking game. That's all I'm going to say. And then I'll move on from there. I w- I've been wanting to say that for a while, but I didn't want to tweet it. I'd I'd like, I'd love my voice to be with it. So um, were, they, were they talking about a six, two and what the libero was doing? And they just were. Actually oh, the the, you know, they, they, they'd claim that um, the right tackle that was, that was, was volleyball, by the way, that was volleyball. Oh, I, I wasn't listening. Sorry. Uh, I was trying to think what happened yesterday. Um, just blatantly, just not knowing the game, not knowing shit about it, not knowing anything about a defense, not knowing why you run certain things, not knowing. Uh, now you don't have Counters. to know the offensive, the offensive players' names. That's fine, but at least get get the position correct. Uh, I just, I, 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 I was at a fucking loss for words. I was just silent at a certain point. Okay, so let me. As far as the game goes, everybody was bitching about it, and even okay, when Nebraska kept scoring, they were still bitching about it. So this fan base, it doesn't matter. You could still win a national title, and they'd still bitch about it. Okay, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna stop you there for a second. The bitching, the complaining, are they over this? I'm not gonna call it an experiment, right? But we bring, we bring him home. He's coming off a great season, all of these things, and we're just not – I mean, guys, let's be realistic. It was the first win in 336 days. This they, fan base is, is, we, is two No, 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 I understand. All, all I'm just saying, though, is that I'm not 
I'm not questioning their knowledge of when they're complaining about certain plays and stuff like that, but is there a right? This is a bigger philosophical question. Is there a right right now as fans? Do we have the position to be a little bit frustrated in the state of the program? Yeah. Cause the program has been shit. Okay. That's fine. And you could be a frustrated with the program. If you're happy with the program, you're fucking delusional. But I think what Zach's trying to say here, Fitz, is people don't you, have, you have to under, you have to understand what you're complaining about. No, right? no, like, I understand. Like, that. I'm just saying, yeah. like I'm just I, talking. I, I can't see that... any more tweets about let's go out and run the triple fucking option because it worked in the '90s and it worked for half a series against Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State a couple of years ago. We should run it all the time. No, we shouldn't. We don't practice it. We, we don't, don't have, have the players for it. We don't have the <laughs> offensive line to make it work. Why would we go out and do that? You're just handcuffing yourself even more. That's why I said, I, I, I mean, that's my, all that comes back around to this whole idea. Like if Whipple were to just take complete control, to be honest, our, our, our pass blocking isn't so bad. Um, Anthony Grant is making the offensive line look better right now than they probably are. He's got to make, if he can make one or two guys miss, everybody else is accounted for. He's, he's doing a lot, right? At the point where he's mm-hmm. got 80, 188, 189 yards. I'm just the it's that bigger question though. It's as a fan base as a whole, should we is it a wait and see? Or are you guys leaning towards I, I don't know, is this a failed, a failed experiment? Is it time? I'm not asking, is it time to move on? But I'm kind of asking, is it time to move on? I, it just there's so and that I think that's where we see that division. I think that's where we see people complaining because they want it to be better. We all do. But yet, okay, I'm, and I'm going to give you exactly what you're saying, though. Dumbasses that don't know what they're talking about, just let it play out, cheer, or but whatever you want to do. But just if you're going to say something, you know, make sure you understand what you're talking about. Well, I'll, give, I, I'll give you that. Yeah. I apologize for, for jumping in and, and kind of hijacking <laughs> no, that. But my point is, it's like, there's, I think there's this sentiment. It's like, there's this frustration boiling up right now. It's like, we get to... What said whatever the whatever the halftime score was? I'm looking, you know, seven to seven. seven <laughs> I completely forgot. I assumed it was more. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I Zach, you you were you were about to say there's there's two types of fan bases. I want I want to hear what you I I have two picked out as well, but I want to hear yours. Yeah, there's two types of people in this fan base. It seems like uh, people that want to be right, which those people are winning right now because the program has been shit. I don't think anybody can argue that Frost has a shit record here. He's been a shit coach so far. He's made shit hires. He's developed terribly. Here's the thing though. He's got a one year try deal. I think we all know that that's what's on the table right now. You've got one year under your boss, Trev, to prove to him that you are capable of being a CEO of a power five program with I'm going to assume the coaches that he wanted to hire on that side of the ball. Granted, there's a little caveat. You had to get rid of your buddies. So I'm going to assume that you've got all the pieces right now to succeed. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. So there's one, there's, there's ones that doesn't matter. They want frost out because they want to be right. Uh The other side seems like it's, I don't want to say frost apologists, but there's a lot of people that are defenders out. Yeah, exactly. Defenders is a better way of putting it because, and, and I'll be honest, I'm program over coach. I don't give a fuck who is running the program. 
100%. I want the program to win and get back to where they were. The reason that I'm cheering, because if you remember correctly, I was on the fucking lane train so hard that I was posting Lane Kiffin in Nebraska shit this offseason. Yep. So for everyone saying that I was, I, I'm more coach than program, you're fucking wrong. Well, I want this so, program to succeed. I'm so glad you said this because I had this conversation with several people this week. Somewhere along the lines with within my inner circle, I have become Three known people. as as the frost guy, whether it's my future father-in-law, my future brother-in-laws, people I work with, everybody. I, I've been taken as a frost guy. And here, here's where I'm at. Again, and some of you guys read this long-ass Twitter thread I posted because people were telling me about death threats they were getting for supporting frost, which is fucking ridiculous. It's a game but, at the end of the day. It's 100%. A game. But Zach's right. There, there are people that want to see us fail this year so we can move on from Frost. And you know what? You have every right to do that. You have yeah, every that's your right prerogative. To, do it. Sway, you have, swing ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you have every right to hold that stance. I think overall, the people that we are labeling as Frost apologists, I think they are – I don't know that the overwhelming majority of them that I've had personal conversations with, they're not even, you know – it has to be Frost. It's Frost is the guy right now. Why are we shitting on this current situation? Which again, every right to do so. But until we have a new coach, why are we talking about the new coach? And you know, until we I, don't have a head coach, why are we talking about the new head coach? Well, that's one thing that I brought up on the radio, just kind of end jest because a lot of people are talking about that with the whole Urban Meyer thing. And mm-hmm. Coach Frost is still the head coach of Nebraska as of right now. He's got 10 games to figure this out. I said this, all I wanted to see this week was a win. That was number one for me. Number mm-hmm. two, offensively, get into some sort of a groove. They did. Okay. Defensively, get into some sort of a groove. They didn't. But second half, they, they did something that I have not seen from this team. They made adjustments from first half to second half. And whether that's, that's what good Frost, coaches do. I don't give a fuck if that yeah. it was 7-7. Seven, seven. Exactly. And whether that's Frost taking over play calling, which I don't think he did, because if he did here, you know how dumb that sounds? If, if he, he did, did, I don't fucking care because well, they won. Well, be, beyond that, though, because I, I had multiple people say it looked more like his offense. So are you telling me at halftime he scrapped the whole playbook that we worked on all all offseason, all these new guys that we brought in, Trey Palmer, Casey Thompson? All Anthony Grant, all these guys knew exactly what Frost was calling if he took over the play calling and it was his offense again. That's fucking ludicrous. Did he add input? Absolutely. There's video. There's Jim in Minnesota. Shout out to Jim. He posted a great thread today about showing Whipple and Frost discussing on the sidelines. They were discussing together in the second half. Why is that a big thing? Because Bo fucking Pelini did it with Carl all the time when Carl was the D.C. This I don't goes to, This goes to what you were saying about the dumbass fan base is the fact that, and Frost talked about it after a little, you know, after the game, he didn't realize they'd only run 23 plays in the first half. You're not getting a good gauge of what their defense was showing. You're not getting a good gauge of what our offense was able to do because part of it was they scored really quick and then they had a couple other drives, right? So well, that's what North Dakota does. They hold play- on to the ball. Yeah. Well, look what 
Well, think about it. What was Northwestern trying to do? There were a few moments in the second half of last week's game where Northwestern played a little bit of tempo, but they were bleeding the clock like a stuck pig last week. I mean, it was just like, let's let's let it down. And North Dakota was doing the same thing. My The point is, and it's completely in agreement with what you said, Zach, Drake was right on it, is that I can't, I can't imagine that all of a sudden Frost said, oh, you know what? Things aren't working. Like they had 23 plays to register whether or not something was working. No, I think they got into a little rhythm. There was some, uni- some communication. I mean, bad joke coming up in about seven seconds. But I mean, Andy Reid holds a play sheet. Could that be a menu to seven barbecue restaurants in Kansas City? It could be. We don't know that. It's just we're not saying that he... Eric, the enemy is probably still calling the game with some input from him. The running Applewhite is probably saying, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Guys in the booth are saying, here's what I'm seeing. Everybody has input. And if that's the way, that's why Frost said at the end, we've, you know, last week it was got to be a little bit more creative, which to their credit, they started getting a little bit outside zone, right? They started getting those guys outside a little bit more on the run game, but we have to cooperate. We have to trust each other. We're too we're we're two freaking games into this season and we're now debating we aren't debating whether or not frost took over the play con that was the on on social media that was insane and i don't it, think he did i think drake you are 100 right zach you are 100 right it, it's ludicrous to me and you know what let's pretend he did let's pretend scott took whipple's play sheet said i'm i'm in charge now let's let's pretend that happened i'm i'm the captain now is that yeah, what it's yeah, <laughs> i'm yeah. the captain now let, let, let's pretend that happened who gives a fuck we sco- we scored 31 points in the second half 21 unanswered to end the game what sometimes i know this is crazy for people but just like players don't have their best day sometimes play callers don't have their best day and somebody has to pick up the slack yesterday that may have been both Scott Frost and Anthony Grant picking up the slack. I don't give a shit who's calling the plays at the end of the day if we're scoring 31 points in the second half and scoring 21 unanswered to win the game. Yeah, because, I mean, from what I've been told, and I don't know if this is true or not, I have to research this, all that matters at the end of the day is that your team at the end of the day on the scoreboard has more points than the other team. I've been, okay. I've been, I'll have to look I've into been told that, that a, a long time. More, but... You score more points, you win. I, I, I don't think you have to research it. I will, Drake, will you vouch for that? That if you score more yeah, points, you win? Yeah, I, I think that's how it works. Okay, um, cool. So then yesterday was success at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. So we, okay. we've had, we've had our, we've had our rant about, about the bad stuff, right? Oh, hey, real, real quick before we move on. Uh, I wasn't calling every fan a fucking idiot and an asshole, just the ones that were around me in the stadium. So people that are listening to this, I wasn't calling you a fucking asshole or idiot. Well, maybe I, I'm asshole, sure, I'm sure. Idiot. I'm he sure was calling me an idiot people, but don't worry. About just that. wanted to clear I'm, that up. I'm sure some of us fall into every category. I fall Correct. into those categories depending on the day of the week. So I just didn't uh, want to get a bunch of, Hate mail? Complaining. No, I'll take hate mail. <laughs> Fuck about that. Okay. Complaining. Okay, so we, we've had our bits session about the negatives, all that stuff. Two games in, what do you feel good about going into Georgia Southern? Anthony Grant rushing, and I know Zach said it, but give him the ball 80 times. I'm good. I'm good with that. 80, 80 rushing. No, I, I, think, I think there's a – I think – if, if Anthony Grant 
is able to do what he's been doing, what's the what's the positive result of that? Better play action, right? Um, the fact that Isaiah Castanetis, Garcia Castanetis, excuse me, wasn't really involved in the passing game yesterday. I think you bring him back into it, that's better. I was I was excited to see um Marcus Washington get, you know, he got quite a few targets early on. He was made a Omar really Manning good team. got a couple Omar, targets. Omar Manning stuff like and it kind of goes back to you to the receiver that we're not going to uh, you know remains nameless and we're not talking about Prince, but it's it's the fact that if you do what's what's been working and stick with it, that the tape now says Anthony Grant is a dude. I'm going to crown him. I know coach isn't ready to crown him, but I'm going to crown him as RB1. Crown, crown his ass. And there's, thank you. That's a great drop from a. I think Anthony own. Grant fucking crowned himself. And well, if, no, but, okay. Anthony so Grant deserves like, his own black shirt at this point. Selfishly, I wanted him to get 200, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm just saying, if you, if you come in, where they're going to go, a little bit more play action. The pass protection hasn't been so bad. You know, I think there's some. You just can't run block. No well, big deal. Again, no, but it, now hold on, Zach. Hold on. We're not getting I, a push, is what I mean to say. Yeah, but we there are holes there. There it, are. I. I. Are those what I'm saying is you're not the even defenders getting. Defenders are going to the wrong spot. You're just not <laughs> getting a push, even a half yard downfield, yeah. though. That's part of the problem. Is you you're you're in, fighting in the phone booth at the line of scrimmage. I think how many times? It, how many times did Anthony it is, Grant? Anthony Grant has had to get out of what just what Zach just said. He's got uh, yards no, after contact and his yards, yards after deep. contact. Thank you. That's it. And that's that's a bit of an issue. So I think part of it is eventually, as this offense starts to gel, more of that is going to be RPO, where there's going to be a quick slant and those linemen can't get downfield. Now I, I'm with you guys. I want to see the push. I want to see the push. But I have to trust in this new offensive staff that we brought in to save this regime and that we are building towards something and it's going to be some RPO actions. I joked, I kind of joked last week and, and Zach talked me down from this, from this cliff, but think about what some of those big 12 teams have done. They're not getting that push, but the pass blocking is okay. We want to see these slants. We want to see this stuff like, and I'm not saying full on, um, uh, air raid system, but you want to fun and gun it. Well, no, but just maybe it's a little bit wider splits. If Anthony Grant has the capability to make to do what he's doing, getting through three yards deep, let him see the holes four yards in front of it. Right? I'm just yeah. I'm just wondering. Now, I'm not saying that there's again. We go back to the fan base situation. I'm not saying that our the line coach isn't, but there's got to be. But you want him fired, huh? No, 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 no. All all I'm going to say is I I watched Kansas State yesterday, and their running, their offensive line does not get a push either. No, but they got the best back in the country or top two. Are you talking Adrian Martinez? What's going on, everybody? Zach here again for our newest sponsor, uh, Prize Picks. It's a pretty sweet, not betting software for your phone. But it's a uh, pretty cool way to bet overs and unders on NFL, pretty much any other sport, NBA. But you're not betting on the point spreads. You're betting on how the athletes do. So right now there's a special. Uh, 
Tom Brady, 0.5 passing yards. Uh, that's his total. So if you bet right now, if he gets over half a yard, you win. Um, be sure to go to Prize Picks, download the app, and use our promo code Corn Church um, for a. I believe it's they'll match your uh, deposit up to one hundred dollars. So you get a hundred free dollars for if you deposit a hundred, you get a hundred. 25, 25, 50, 50, so on and so forth. Um, it's a badass app. I've used it a couple times. I've made some money on it. So I think you guys would really enjoy it. It's another alter- alternative way to get some football betting in this season. So check them out, prize picks. Uh, don't forget our promo code Corn Church. I'll let them know the boys of the corn boys from Church of the Corn Center. <laughs> oh, oh, um, so you I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Adrian, I did first, not. Adrian's first incompletion yesterday was a drop by Cade Warner. He threw uh, for 58 yards yesterday. He didn't have to throw the ball, but his first incompletion was a very clear drop that could have gone a long way. And the TV color guy said a very rare drop from Cade Warner. And the only thing I'm thinking to myself is that is something that both Nebraska fans and Adrian are very familiar with, and it's not rare. He's fucking lying. <laughs> lying through his teeth. Speaking of but, lying through his teeth, LSU and Florida State just kicked off too. That oh, Brian teeth, Kelly. I just want to let you Brian know. Kelly. Brian Kelly's a liar. Yeah. Um, well, he is a liar. Yeah, he, that's correct. He may, have, he may have caused the student manager to die, you know, like 10, 12 years God, ago. God, why the fuck did you have to take it dark? Drake, Drake, finds, Drake finds these random Notre Dame stats that I think he's making up, and they usually involve death or a lawsuit. No, no, that one's actually to, true. I remember I, that one. I, I was, I was in high our, school when that we, happened, and I remember, I remember saying, I will never cheer for this guy ever because the kid didn't want to go up on the scaffolding, and he made him, and he died in a wind accident. Public, well, yeah, public service announcement. When it if there's anyone out. in the audience that is a lawyer would like to represent Church of Corn, <laughs> please reach out to us. We're good. We got Dan Lust. Oh, there, there we go. There we go. What, what do we need representation for? This is a well-known fact. Yeah, we Notre we Dame lost the lawsuit. I agree. You saw it on the internet. It's true. Now, let's go back Notre to the Notre Dame lost question. the lawsuit. It's what? I know. I know. I'm just giving you shit. What does Nebraska oh, yeah. do? What does Nebraska need to do moving forward to be ready for Oklahoma? Let's just say um, that's the game. That's the most important game on the schedule. It is, is Oklahoma right it is, now. I'm, exactly. not, I'm sorry, Georgia Southern, but that's the most important game on the schedule. It, it is. And Zach and I talked about this on the radio. I went from Northwestern was always the most important game of the year for me. We're past that now, right? Like, it, it can't be the most important anymore. Unfortunately. North Dakota, Georgia Southern, they are the most – they're the last two games on the schedule that are unacceptable losses. 100% unacceptable. You cannot recover from that. We got one done. It was ugly, but a win's a win. And I'll also throw in the fact that in team sports, specifically football and basketball more than any, sometimes pulling out those ugly dog fights catapult you to success. They Minnesota has seen that a few years back. 100%. Every, every year. Illinois. So, yeah, but there I mean, was a specific no. four-game stretch where it was fucking ugly. Yes. Well, okay. But to a build seven, off of this. A, seven, a, a 73 win yesterday. 
would we take that? I mean, if that's what the score yesterday came down to, would we have taken a so, 73 win? I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. Let, remind me to circle back to A that. win's a win, Zach. You said it. Hold on. Hold on. You no, said right? it. I, I'm fine with a win. I shook my head like that because this fan base <laughs> would have fucking melted down. Hold on. Remind me to circle back to that. I, I want to get this thought out. Hey, so, Zach, circle back to that comment I just made. <laughs> the, what we have to do to get ready for Oklahoma is learn to tackle. We had to learn that in the first half last year. We have to learn to trust our back end because we're going to have to get all of that front six, front seven involved in the in the pass rush in stopping the running game. We have to learn to trust our defensive backs to make the plays. And I think we have the talent there. Fitz, stop fucking laughing. I'm going to go back to this now. I tweeted- our, our, our church leader... Like this is this is the a let's just say this this is the most fun I've had in a long time. B, well, like, you know what? It's the first time all three we, of us have been together in a long time. And it's but you know what? We're 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 venting, right? We're yeah. airing, we're airing some did, grievances. Though. This is the airing of grievances. Okay, festivals so, for the rest of us. <laughs> I tweeted this out during the Iowa game when it was three to nothing as South Dakota State was marching down the field to tie it. Had this been a Nebraska game, the TV announcers would have been torching Nebraska for keeping it close. But because it's fucking Iowa, they're like, oh, this is good, hard-nosed Iowa football, even though they can't get a damn first down. What? Hey, I turn on the Nebraska game when I get back from my, from my family reunion, and they are torching us. Like, I don't get – Iowa is projected to be significantly better they're they're known as offensive line you and tight end you and they can't even put the ball in the fucking end zone i'll tell you what they're punting though they could have that was a camp their, was their a punter earned a heisman <laughs> yeah that was tory taylor i think is yeah. i think that's still the punter. yeah Which, he's, he's by phenomenal. the way south dakota's field goal south dakota state's field goal should have been blocked it went through a guy's arms right over his helmet Fuck you! That that's just lucky. Speaking of blocks, that uh, how about that punt block yesterday? Don't get me started because you're gonna make me go where I don't want to go to end it. No, go ahead. What you got? Blocked it was our was it uh, Buford? Uh, no, it was Javen Wright. Oh, there we go, Buddha Wright. There we go, Buddha. Um, no, hey, what you, got, you know what? Can I say this though? Like, good for him. He's battled. He's he's come up through some some personal injuries, some some health things. Good for him to make a play. Absolutely. Uh, I, tweeted it, I tweeted it out during the K-State game. Why can't we block more punts like K-State? K-State, for like nine straight games, has a special teams touchdown or some shit like that, whether it's a block punt return for a touchdown or a punt return or a kick return. Why can't we do that? Breaking news, Church of the Corn members. Drake is wearing a purple-colored shirt and is now a Kansas State fan. First off. And back to our regular programming. First off, it's fucking pink. I played golf today. Suck my dick. Wow. That was aggressive. Well, I one thing I do want to say, is, <laughs> and because this will kind of tie in with your point that you brought up about special teams and blocks, and because I'm a professional, I'm just going to iron over everything that just happened. Um, <laughs> there was a guy that called in to 1620. And he was talking to, I'm pretty sure it was Damon and Gary in the morning. And he oh, brought I, up the okay, special, he was a special teams coach, I think somewhere down South. 
He's like, they do only onside kick. Yep. They only onside kick and they've got 13 to 15 different ways to set that onside kick up. 23. Oh, okay. I heard it. It was Thursday morning. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. Is he coaching coaching eight-year-olds or is it university? High high school football. They're a private school in Texas. They would be, they would technically be class C, but in Texas they have to play up to, no, they'd be class D or C2. They'd be the lower level. It'd but be because like a class two A one in or cla- it'd be one of the lower classes in Texas. Yeah, so that in Nebraska they'd be like class C two technically, but because of their there's state requirements, it's a private school. They also have to go up one level, so they'd be class C here. But because nobody in class C would play them, or they were just beating the brakes off them too bad, they also play up in class B. And he's won like nine out of eleven state titles, and they only onside kick, and they have twenty three different setups. Do they punt? Did he say that? I'm just kidding. No, they don't punt. He yeah, was going to say they only, they only go for it. God, it, it was one of the I don't, most I don't insane like, things I've ever heard. I don't heard. like this guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, not on, he's probably not on okay. your Christmas card okay, list. So, okay, so you bring that up, and I know you're, you're going to go so there. I will, I will, Christmas say, cards. I will say it was, it was interesting to hear as the week went on last week, the fact that, true or not, which I'm not going to say Coach Ross is lying. No, he's not making this stuff up. The fact that they had – the reason that they're doing the things that they're doing last week. Okay. Whatever. But now this week, when he said after the fact that squib kick was the fact that they had a, there was a personal foul penalty on the extra point, which pushed them up 15 yards. Right. So now they're kicking on, they're kicking on the 50 instead of the 35 and they didn't want to just kick it out of the back of the end zone and give them those extra yards. And it was just a squib kick that just happened to hit a guy. Right. I was gonna say, I think it. Yeah, so, they butchered it. That guy but, made yeah. that guy made a hell of a play to not there, let it get there by. Are. But I'm telling you, am I was I the only one that was like, "Are you kidding me again?" Because it it looked like they were trying to run. You know what I mean? They were trying yeah. to do something else. But you know, in hindsight, and I know that's kind of where where you were going here, Zach. What was the? Because I interrupted. What was the the rationale, the reasoning that this coach had for? There are 23 varieties of chicken and spices plus onside kicks. I mean, my interpretation of it is we're not going to give you the ball. If you want the ball, you're going to work for it, and you're going to have to scheme it and figure it out because we're not going to kick it deep to you. Also, and on fourth down, you have to stop us. Yep. And his the, the guy, the caller, told Damon, uh, head coach's philosophy is if I can earn two more possessions a game, I'm going to win every game. If I, can I thought earn, there was a logic to it. I couldn't remember what it was, but that if was I can my earn, interpretation of it. If I can earn an extra two to three scores a game, I'm going to win. And you know what? You see stuff like this in basketball. Grinnell, a Division three school, they play. He's chucking up threes all the time. Three years. Yeah. Is that the team? That they, yeah, and they hockey on ice. They play four on five on defense. Their best shooter plays on top of their press, and he never crosses half court, and he shoots 63s a game. That's they, me and pick up basketball in my 40s. But they will good. gladly give up a two for a three. Uh, you know, Oregon did it with Scott Frost, where they would go for two because conventional, like in college football, your average conversion rate on a two point conversion is 50%. If you convert 50% every game, you're going to be right where you were, anyways. But if you go a couple extra, you're increasing your odds. Analytics and, and statistics, they have kind of thrown some wrenches into conventional wisdom. Nerd alert. Because, nerd alert. Because we are a fan base 
that is so ingrained into the Devaney Osborne era and everything, everybody we bring in, except for now, apparently Urban Meyer has to be tied to the glory days. We can't get out of our own way and we only want to play conventional wisdom and triple option football. To be fair, well, I- to be fair, <laughs> I, just, I do want to make a, a, a case in point for Urban. When Nebraska <laughs> was at its best, that program was dirty as fuck. I'm just going to say that Urban could bring that dirty little spice back to Lincoln if it ever came to be. I feel dirty just making this argument right now. Oh, you're real. You're real dirty. Okay. I, hold I am no, I'm right I better there call with Saul you. filthy right now. I'm, I'm right there with you. There's a lot that I'm willing to look past for us to be successful. But I kind of draw the li- line at putting players' health in serious jeopardy, which he, was, he is noted to do at Florida. I with, thought you were, I thought you were talking about when he kicked Infection. the kicker. No, I'm talking. I'll, I'll send you guys the video after. How the you kick a pro kicker? But the other it's one necessary. Is when you Do you show the- a quarterback how to throw, you show a kicker how to kick. Let's just we move kicked on. him in the ass though. And in this day and age, when you defend one of your coaches and you protect him, who is supposed to be teaching your athletes to be quality young men, a guy who beats the shit out of his wife. Those yeah, are, I wasn't those gonna bring this part I, up. That's kind of where I draw the line. Yeah, that's that's completely okay, understandable. Right. Is there any 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 way that Urban Meyer is even getting an interview if Scott Frost is no longer the coach going forward? I don't think so. Not under Trev. I mean, no. there's, there's no way. But is I don't, it, I don't is think it fun so. To, Not under Trev. I, I, to... I think we go after Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin. Bring the dream team here to Lincoln. Wow. We are just we are jumping ahead about. We can't have two head coaches. Podcasts. Uh, Lane Lane will be the OC. Absolutely. Oh, there's no way. I want to punch you in the mouth for saying that. No way. There is no. And and you know what? We'll bring back Monty to run the defense. He's he's not alive anymore, is he? We got you got Hugh burner phone freeze over there. No, I think we're okay. No, he didn't use a burner phone. He used a university phone. I know, but I really <laughs> wish he used a burner he was, phone. He was, a, he was ahead of the times because now everything he did was completely legal. So let's just let's just that, that Yeah, no, funny. Monty Kiffin's helping Lane at Old Miss. He's still around. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. I guess he is. He's oh. an analyst or something down there. Yeah. He's Anyways, just getting paid. He's just collecting uh, at this point. Good on yeah. him. All right, this has been a great shift. So, Zach, what do you have to see looking forward to Oklahoma? Um, we have a I game would, next week. I was going to say in the uh, Georgia Southern game, I guess what I would like to see. Um, I had to, Drake. Sorry. I'd, I'd You're the one who that. asked the question to start. God, I hate you. That was 17 minutes ago. Uh, let's see. I want to see that secondary kind of button it down because uh, you're going to need it against Oklahoma. I want to see. I, I loved what I saw from Tommy Hill yesterday. That dude is just physical as shit. Can I? Can I interject? I need, real I need quick, to see some punt returns. I need to see a punt return. Okay, let's. Okay, so I want to actually both of those things. I'm going to come back to the special teams, and I want to ask Zach and Drake: Are we starting to see how valuable Williams and Dismuke actually were in the secondary, as far as communication, as far as knowledge you know, of the scheme and, up, and experience, stuff like that? Like, because Drake, you said it you know, seven hours ago when this podcast started, you talked about how we're not running any man-to-man. We're not trusting stuff back there. And it's putting 
our linebackers a little bit more on an island. We don't have the help maybe from a nickel. We don't have that. Whatever it is, I'm just, I'm just wondering if that's – are we missing those two specifically more than we probably thought about? Because what did, where, where did we go as a, as a podcast? Where did the fans go? Even the media, like where did everything – our eyes pointed to the defensive line, right? Guys were transferring out. The depth was – it's still a concern. But we thought, oh, we've got all these guys coming in the secondary. Coach Fisher is going to have them ready to go. If those guys can, to Zach's point, step up and play a little bit stronger, a man, and Tommy Hill made some great individual plays, stuff like that. Does that help if we work from the back up? Do you think that from the back to the front there, do you think that changes what we're able to do, Zach? As far as tuning up the defensive line to tune up the defensive backs? the linebackers not having to just make all those individual plays in a way, you know what I mean? Like, um, I just think you've got one. I I don't want to pick on, I don't want to pick on anybody, Um, but there's been some, there's been some coverage issues in the secondary. And I just think that's a young kid getting out there, getting his first real snaps on the defense. That's a very complex defense. If you watch these guys before, before the snap, the amount of communicating and hand signals and moving and shifting and different things like that, based on what the offense is showing you, it's not easy. It's, it's like trigonometry, what they're doing out there. And yeah. for these young guys to get thrown in there and still excel for most of the game, still make plays. It's impressive. Now it's not where we want it to be. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't think miles farmer has really been targeted back there, but when he is that dude hits like mm-hmm. a fucking truck. He just, I can't, I still can't get over the fact, I know we've been told, but the sheer size and length of those guys back there is uncommon to a lot of programs. And I think once it gets dialed in and the timing of working with each other and just that, that trust of, I know I'm going to have a guy behind me. I know I'm going to have a guy to my left, whatever it is. I think, I think sky's the limit for that group. I just, I, I think, and it goes back to what Drake said, trust, can we trust in them? And maybe try it against George Southern. I don't know. You know, and it was hard because you got North Dakota who does run, you know, it's a, it's a an amalgam of, of different things and you never quite know what's coming at you, but just trust it. Go a little bit man to man because I think at Oklahoma, you've almost got to create that situation where let your guy beat my guy with the quarterback being accurate as hell, putting the ball where he needs to, and let's see what happens. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm I off think, there. I think everybody on broke, that back right? end can cover. Yep. Yes. And, yes. And here's the thing, guys. Part of the reason you schedule these, what we assume should be cupcakes, <laughs> is so you can get these young guys experience doing their job that you need them to do. Uh, I said it yesterday when North Dakota busted off that long run where Buford saved the tackle at the five. Two things I loved about that play, even though it went terrible. One, Buford didn't give up on the play after he got beat, saved a touchdown. Two, we were aggressive up front with the blitz. Why do I like that? Because if they throw the ball, we're in man coverage. And we get to see those guys make plays. And I've said it a hundred times, and I'll say it till I die. I can live with a couple, two to three, long busted plays a game if we're being aggressive and shutting it down the rest of the time. It, that's, that's what aggressive teams do. It's boom or bust. 
and I want to be aggressive. I'm tired of playing on our heels. That's why I was okay with the onside kick. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm glad you finally admit you were okay with that stupid fucking call. Finally admit, I said it when it happened. When yeah, I was I 17 beers on deep. Air. Here. Yeah, you were shotgunning beers with the Amazon driver. Just we all get it. We know it. Ooh, you're popular. You hang out with the Amazon drivers. He didn't join me. He's Fine probably line between cool and felony. But no, seriously. So it's hey guy, can I drive it. your band around the block? <laughs> if if that kick is kicked three yards farther to the left, we recover. Again, we're going for a kill shot. Our defense is gassed. I in theory, I don't hate it. Now, am I saying we should do it every time we're in that situation? Absolutely not. But thanks to some stat genius on Twitter, and I'll give him a shout out later. Since 2003, when you're up and you kick an onside kick, you recover it 60% of the time. I don't hate it from any other logic. The okay, only that's, logic I hate. In theory, you can no, no, a no, fart no, no, fire no. underwater. That is too, the so. anchorman stat that 60% of the time, or it's 100% of the time, because since 2014 to 2022, 28.3% of onside kicks work. Right. You can't give me but, you can't give me a, this range like, you know what? When they when when we have when we snap Fitz, the ball, Fitz, you're um, a numbers no, no, guy. No, no you're a numbers snap, guy. No. You're talking about all onside kicks, right? All onside kicks, not kicks with the leap. The overwhelming majority of onside kicks, everybody know it's coming, knows it's coming. You're not going to recover them the majority of the time when both teams knows it knows it's coming. That's like telling me that when the Huskers snap the ball on the opponent's 21-yard line, and Anthony Grant runs for 23, he's going to score a touchdown 100% of the time. <laughs> I mean, it just, I just, I, I understand what you're saying, and I get the, but it's, it's what was it? You go back to the Colts Super Bowl, right? They come out of halftime against the Saints, and they kick that onside kick. Mm-hmm. You're trying, there's an element there. I just, I just don't think Scott has the cachet right now. Sorry, Coach Frost has the, because we're not that close has the cachet to make that call in that situation in the game when you've got to win the game. You kick it deep, let your special teams go. You never know what's going to happen. Plus, and you I get don't a, disagree you get a, with that you get logic, team, guys. You get a, I, that's the thing. I don't disagree you get a with that rest. fucking logic. defense is coming out. I'm just – and I know we're not uh, – we love each other. I hope you two that's fight after this too. Fist <laughs> fight like just, men. I just – I just – those are the things though. Like – Okay, I was prepared at 7-7. Seven to seven. I was prepared in the third quarter that the name of this podcast was going to be the exact same as the name last week. Nebraska can't get out of its own goddamn way. And I know I'm parsing words right there, but that's essentially what it means. Yeah, that wasn't my quote. Just do what we have. Just do what you have to do to win. Mm-hmm. And I don't think put it, taking an onside kick is doing what you've got to do to win. You're not putting your players in the best possible position to win. At the end of the day, what is the coach's job? Put players in the best position to win. Just do it. And that being this, let's bring this full circle. It goes back to what we started talking about. And I'm about ready to have a heart attack. Is You're that an angry elf? The, <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's hot. I'm he is loud, red. He's hot. And he just disappeared. So that's cool. I am not going to publish your children's book. Sorry, elf. <laughs> Elf people. Hey, I didn't even tell you about my children's book. One more time, but it's it goes back to the whole thing. Like at the end of the day, somebody's coaching for their job, right? And everybody else is is. every. But 
more so one guy, right? And the rest of the staff is 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 connected to that. What is going to be what is going to be the best situation for you? Put the best players on the field. Put your play on the front foot and go, and let your players play because mm-hmm. they they show that they they've shown they can do it. I mean, you're not oh because what was they put it bright on the screen again this week? Seven games. It's a NCAA college football record, seven straight games losing by one possession or less, right? 10 points. Let your less. guys let your guys make plays. Let your guys make plays. Put them out there and let them play. Let let Whipple coach. Let like I don't know. I no, and I don't disagree. I and they the have to logic, beat the, the brakes log- off of they have to beat the brakes off of Southern Georgia next week. The, or Georgia the logic, whatever the hell the name is. The logic on not kicking the onside kick is totally sound. And I don't oh, we're still talking about it. that. I don't disagree with it. But what I'm saying is I didn't hate it because statistically it actually had an had an advantage of 60% recovery. And for the first time. Since Mike Riley's loss to BYU, I felt like we were going for a kill shot, and that's something I hadn't seen. It didn't work out, but I felt like we were finally being aggressive. But it's, I mean, that is the, that is why the Alanis Alanis Morissette song, isn't that ironic, was written because you walk under a ladder, ladder, you see I thought he was trying to say T-Rex. You open your umbrella inside, you you break a mirror, all of these things, and then you still want to kick the onside kick. Just take what's going to give you the best chance to win. Make him go 75 yards, not 45 yards, right? A lot can happen in 30 yards. I just – those the are only the things thing I will but say But no, that. here's the thing, though. It's the same stuff that's happening in the game last yesterday. Right. Defense, offense, like, show me on Saturday that you're exactly right. Put your foot on the throat and don't let up. Mm-hmm. Kill shot. Whatever you have to do. I don't care if you run up this score and it's 178 to 24. I don't care at this point in time. Show me that you're committed to doing what you have to do to win. Right. If that mean Anthony Grant gets 700 yards next week rushing, let him go. Yep. All right. The one, the one thing I would up, say, the one thing I would say is I can see the thought process of maybe you think that onside kick puts you in the best possession not again, not overly trying to defend it. I, I don't, it's not my favorite play. I'm not trying to defend it, but I can see the logic in saying, Hey, our defense is getting ran all over their gas. We still have 24 minutes left. Let's try and make something special happen here. I will support I, you. Cause I know for a fact, I know for a fact that your favorite play is the annexation of Puerto Rico. So I know that the onside <laughs> kick is not your favorite play. I'm more, I'm more of a uh, fumble Ruski guy. If okay, you, you've, you've never, never seen, seen the Little Giants. You've never seen Little Giants, Becky. I, mean, the I, I don't know what annexing means. So, <laughs> annexation. Well, that's what Omaha is going to do to the neighborhood you live in in about eight years. I don't know what that means, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Let's wrap this bitch up. Give me your predictions for this game this weekend. Oh man, uh, Fitz, I'll let you An- go first. An- Anthony Grant is going to over seven hundred yards. <laughs> no. Um, I will say that Anthony Grant, I'm going to give you a couple here. Bear with me. I want Anthony a score Grant. prediction. I'm going to get there, bitch. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You are such an angry elf tonight. <laughs> Let's go ahead, bud. Yeah. Oh, no, I, like I did, it. No, I on, did the bud. No, like, are, you tap, are you patting me on the head? 
Is your, your, does your wife have your you. blood pressure medication yes. ready for you? Jesus. There's a vein about to pop out of your forehead. Are you having an aneurysm? That's that's sunburn. But anyway, Anthony Grant gets his third 100-yard game in, in a row, which is top-notch. Um, Huskers, 48. Who are you playing? Georgia Southern? Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Georgia Southern, 17. Zach, what do you got? And uh, and Chubba Purdy throws two touchdowns. Ooh. Bring I it. will go. Bring it, Mr. I will, Purdy I will guy. say this, this will give Zach his, uh, his red rocket for the evening. I did call for Chubba Purdy to get a couple of series during the game because I felt Casey was hobbled. Yeah, it looked like it looked like he was not moving great for a little bit. By if the way, referees offensive sucked. line. Yeah, they were not Refer- good. If- referees blew. They missed okay, two latent okay. targets. Oh, oh, we didn't even talk about it. Are you kidding me? What is the the Big Ten has been known for throwing guys out for sneezing in the direction of a defensive player? And the, those are the two calls, and they say no, there was no. The dude literally lifted himself up, launched himself, and do, and hit him in the head with the helmet on the on the pass. But he led with shoulder. But his but helmet made contact. Forcible head to the head or neck on a yeah. defensive versus. Drake and I were going back and forth on Twitter, and I think we were in the same corner, just saying that. That, that was a great call to me. No, see, here's the thing. I I can. But give it's, you, okay, it's a great call. I, but what is the Big Ten typically doing? I can in that give moment? you. I can give you. I thought it was a clean hit. So I can give you not ejecting the kid. I can give you not ejecting the kid. But by definition of the rule, force, forcible contact to the head or neck area on a defensive player is targeting. It's not an automatic ejection. I so thought well, this was my time to pick. It is. Well, no, because we're, 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 we're taking a detour real quick. We'll 42 to 14, Nebraska. Drake, what you got? I And I two have, targeting calls. I have 59-24. I have 59-24. Whoa. And we do have the right to change these before Saturday because we'll be on they, Saturday. How do they get to 59? How do they get to 59? Do this math for me, Mr. Trigonometry, earlier in the show. Uh, you know, I think we score seven touchdowns and we we make a field goal. Wow, that was fast math. I am honestly um, surprised and impressed. I think Georgia, I, dude, I work in finance. I'm a numbers guy. Uh, I think Georgia. I've Southern, seen your books. I seen. I think Georgia Southern beats us with a couple of deep plays. I think uh, old boy from USC has a couple of things dialed up. I they're they're going to come out and give us their best shot after watching us this week and watching what they did last week. Are you saying, is it, is it Helton? Clay Helton. Clay Helton. Clay yep, Helton. Helton. Yeah, it's going to be interesting kidding to see me? what he brings, but they are going from an option offense to a spread, so I think Nebraska should be able to do but some good things. he's got the kid from Buffalo who gave us a little bit of trouble early last year. Kyle Van Trees wants another shot. Yeah, Nebraska should be able to do some good things. I'll just show me improvement from this week, and I'll be I happy. Need, I need to see three turnovers. I need right. three. Zach, important question. You're going to the game next week. Not Are next you week, I'm s- not. Oklahoma. Oh, because you were talking shit about all the people sitting around you, or? No, I got my <laughs> engagements. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, are we getting the tickets? I know That's we should take this show, off. Everybody. We should take this We will talk to everybody later for Zach, <laughs> Fitz, Drake. Have a good night, boys. Later, boys. See ya.
members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.